Hello out there. You have found Fine Women in Writing. This is Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and it's the show where I talk with other writers about their authentic, complex, exciting female characters and how they come up with those women and the stories that they tell. And in doing that, I get to talk to some great authors. If you would like to uh, be sure that you're up to date on what the next shows are so you can read the books ahead of time, be sure to visit my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, and you can be up to the minute and in the know. So today... I am super excited. I have somebody that I know you guys are going to absolutely love hearing from, and that is Iris Johansson, New York Times number one bestselling author, here to talk about her new Eve Duncan release, The Bullet. Welcome to the show, Iris. Well, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> well, I am absolutely thrilled, and I've got to tell you that I just devoured the bullet. It was an exciting, wonderful read, and I just want to say thank you, first off, for, for giving that to the world so that, uh, selfishly, I could experience it and everyone else <laughs> can, too. Um, it was really, really um I thought contemporary and and fresh and 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 to the moment. So, um, so thanks again. Well, I had great fun writing it. Of course, I always do enjoy, you know, Joe and Eve and all of their friends. Uh, <laughs> and it's been forever. <laughs> well, and you know, yet they feel like you've just met them. Each one of their stories is fresh and original. How do you keep doing that after so many books featuring these, these wonderful characters? How do I keep doing it? Uh-huh. Well, they're, they're part of my world, really, and they're part of my family. And I don't write the book until, until I, I'm ready to tell a story. Uh, that's the most important thing, the story. How did, how did this one come to you? Oh, let's, let's face it. Uh, we, we all went through hellishness this last year and, uh, it, it wasn't really that, that I wanted to develop that portion of it, but, uh, it just came to be that, uh, there, there were so many important things that I had to tell in it and that, uh, they had to tell in it. Yeah, and I want to be careful that I don't give away spoilers. But Thank if, you. <laughs> it's I'm going to stick with um, with referring to things that are publicly available. But this is a story about a research scientist who comes up with a really important, something very important to the world and those that want to keep the world from getting their hands on it. And it was super, super contemporary. But like you said, it wasn't making us really relive the COVID-19 pandemic. It was inspired by it. And I think that that's one of the things I liked best about it. Yeah. And actually, I didn't really mean for it to be inspired by it. I started writing the book um, uh, at least three or four months before it all came down on us. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then because I had, you know, the idea for the actual plot line that that you're not telling about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, then all of a sudden, you know, everything did come down on us, uh, the whole world. And I knew that I couldn't leave uh, that portion of it out of it 
but what I preferred to do is just sort of slide by it and, and mention it because we have to mention the things that, that touch us the most, even if it doesn't go plot-wise. Exactly, exactly. I, I've talked to a lot of writers that have talked about that it gave, the, going through the pandemic, gave them the, either a strong feeling that they wanted to touch upon it, or they wanted to write in a different era altogether to not have to deal with how hard it's all been for us. But I think you had a nice balance of dealing with some of the important issues, which will, people will see when they pick up the book and read it, but not, um, but not, to, not triggering us back into exactly that experience that we just had. And now Eve gets involved in, of course, because of her special skills and, um, and the whole family, the whole fam family, as they say, is, is along <laughs> for the ride um, and uh, off and running. Um, so I found it interesting that you brought Joe's ex-wife into this book and the wrinkles that that brought and, and the difficulty with Eve for um, having to deal with the other woman, the, the former wife, the ex. Absolutely. Uh, I was, you know, tentative about doing it. I really was. Because, you, you know, they're, they're such a, a wonderful couple. And let's face it, uh, my readership is very, very protective about those characters. <laughs> <laughs> very protective. But I thought, well, you know, Eve's got to face it. So, uh, so do my readers. <laughs> I thought it was interesting and it brought a level to me of authenticity to Eve having to deal with it and having to deal, Joe having to deal with it too, in the sense that um, it doesn't ever take just one person to ruin a relationship. I say not ever. Sometimes it does. It's possible. But that it uh, he had to own up a bit and that Eve had to come to grips. And, you know, all of it felt very much like what we many of us have to go through with our relationships. And I appreciated that. It made me love Eve more. Good. Good. Uh, that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you succeeded brilliantly. Um, and so is there a next story brewing back there for Eve and Joe, or has it not come to you yet? Um, it really hasn't come to me yet. I'm, um, but it's going to be very different. I, I, I've got a little bit of, uh, of, something going on and I think that everybody would be very surprised but 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 um, it's it's not there yet I'm excited to hear that though that it's that something is teasing your brain that feels feels completely new for them well and you know that's that's the main thing that you want to do you want it to be new every single time and uh, and you work at it Exactly. Exactly. Now, I was um, chatting with you earlier about our mutual love for animals and especially dogs. And I love that you have a history with rescue dogs. Can you tell us a little bit about your your dog, your dog lover, dog owner um, uh, side of you? <laughs> well, uh, I've loved dogs forever and ever. And it's it's my favorite charity. And uh at one point, uh, I lived 
on uh, on a hill, not like your hill, which is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but I, I lived on a hill, and at that time, I had like twelve rescue dogs uh, running around the property. Wow! And uh, that that was great fun. And uh, I, uh, it, it's I think that dogs are just pure love, and Absolutely. I think I think all of us have to give as much as we can to them. Now, I couldn't agree with that more. I think that dogs give so completely of themselves and don't even mind that we take it. You know, they're therapeutic, they're, they're loving, they, they're just the most amazing, amazing creatures. But how in the world did you end up with 12 rescue dogs? There has to be a starting point to that journey. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> one here, one there. Aww. Someone dropped off a dog. Some, <laughs> someone uh, I, I just couldn't resist. And um, it was just love. Did they get along with each other? Yes, they did. The, you know, there, there's always some, some kinds of conflict, but uh, they, they, for the most part, they, they got along together. And all kinds of dogs at that point, just all kinds, all kinds. <laughs> it, it was wild. <laughs> oh, I bet it was. United Nations of dogs. <laughs> Well, this lodge that we run up here, we allow people to bring their pets. And we have found that dogs have a way of working things out. It could be a great lesson for all of us. They'll, they'll you know, a little tussling, a little arguing going on, but they work it out. They don't want to live in conflict all the time. And you can get a big group of dogs and they just they eventually settle down and deal with each other. Yeah. And as long as you deal with the dog. You have to talk to them sometimes. Don't you? <laughs> you certainly do. None of that. <laughs> so I also was really intrigued um, that writing for you has become a family affair with your, um, your partnership writing with your son. And, oh, yes. and does your daughter also work with you as well? No, she, she does uh, some research, uh -huh. but, but she's very, very busy doing other things. <laughs> so uh, she just uh, stays in the background. And, and uh, when I say, you know, I really want to do this, but I don't think I can. Would you find out if, if there's some way that I can kind of sneak it in? <laughs> <laughs> and she does <laughs> oh that's fantastic um so how did the uh, writing partnership with your son come about well you know he, he uh has been doing uh, uh movies for quite a while and uh he you know, of course he had some of his own books but then we were trying to get uh, together on a book together uh, that would uh well, frankly, I wanted it because that way I'd see more of him. Oh, he, he was he was always in California with the movies. <laughs> That's way too far away from Florida and Georgia. <laughs> but uh, he did. Um, we finally came on a, uh, a plot idea, and then we did that one, uh, and then we did several other ones. And then we decided on this uh, one series that we wanted to do together. And uh, that was Kendra Michaels. And, and uh, it's become very, very popular. 
she's uh, she she's and she's got her own family and and uh, uh, people around her at all times. But uh, we really have been enjoying that one. I, as a writer, I have this secret hope that someday my son will write with me as well. And so <laughs> I mean, when I, it just warms my heart to no end. And I love that, um, that as busy as he is with all he had going on, that when you guys did it, that he jumped in and really did it with you. Do you guys, do you co-write or do you trade off back and forth? Like, I'll take this point of view, you take that point of view, or I'll take this scene. How do you, how does the logistics of it work for you? Well, we, uh, we get together on the plot, the general plot. Yes. And, uh, then, uh, thank heavens, we have a, the, the same type of uh, writing uh, style. So um, we'll, st we'll start, one of us will start writing and we'll go like, oh, maybe two chapters. And then uh, we'll just hang it out to dry. And then we give it to the other person and uh, they have to do their portion and it's great fun and it gets us into trouble quite often <laughs> I but, bet. but that's but that's fun too <laughs> uh, and uh it, it it's completely different for, than i thought it would be to to write with anyone much less my son but uh it's turning out really well well i would say so and i think it's wonderful you know um the, the things that we do with family members, with our kids are just so, it's just so gratifying. It's, it, to me, it's even more meaningful. And so hats off to you for making that work and secret writer jealousy here. I guess not so secret anymore because I'm confessing <laughs> it, but um, I think it's fantastic. Now with, with each of your, um, your lead characters, you've done a masterful job of making their lives complicated and in the, in the most wonderful way. And of course, with um, The Bullet, we are, this is an Eve Duncan book. So with Eve's past and Eve's background and the tangled web that she, you know, that she's <laughs> woven, um, when you first started writing the series, did you foresee all of the complications she was going to go through or did or did that come to you as you went? Was it an organic process or was it more just, you kind of already saw Eve? You mean with the, the first start of the series? Yeah, when you started the series, did you know how complicated her life was going to become? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in fact, that first book was, uh, that was going to be the last book. Really? Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to do a series, uh, but it was it was so interesting. She was so interesting. Her profession was so interesting. And then she had so many problems, you know, with her own personal life. So at the end of the book, I just couldn't leave her there. <laughs> We're so glad that you didn't. Now, how did you come upon being a forensic sculptor um, for a profession for her? Is that something that you had personal knowledge with or... No, nope. I had to do the research on it, and I, uh, I was, uh, I, I had a, a lot of um, uh, input uh, from the public library. Excellent. And and, and uh, also, it was um, uh, 
there's so many TV shows that you would, that now there's a lot more now than there was when I first started with her. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's so many uh, TV shows that have so much information that you can gather from uh, all of the uh, professional stuff that, that, that goes on uh, that, that at the universities. It, it was, she was fascinating. And I, I love couldn't let her go. <laughs> I love how it's an art as well as a science for her. That yes, it is. It, that she almost conjures, you know, you know, the the deceased into being. It to me, the way that related then to her son and some of the ways in which he perceives and feels and and processes the world almost. Be above and beyond our six sen- five senses, a sixth sense, if you will, felt like it came from his mama. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All the good stuff, right? <laughs> but I loved that. I love that piece of it, that it's not pure science. That is, uh, it is also just about her getting um, in touch with who that person might be and bringing them to life. It was very interesting to me. Good. Good. <laughs> and with um, with respect to your release date, let's make sure people know exactly when they can get the bullet, this new Eve Duncan um, thriller that they can get their hands on. What's the drop date for this book? Heavens, I don't remember. Let's see if I can figure it out because you know what? I've got it pulled up somewhere on the screen. It looks good, like good, good, good. Got it. June 8th. We are here, we are here. <laughs> <laughs> Three cheers for Pamela almost being prepared, you guys. I had it pulled up, but I didn't remember it. So we are very, very um, as she said, she and I sit here talking, we're very, very close. So my final little line of questions for you is you've got a long history writing Eve. But before that, you had a history writing, I believe, started with romantic romance books, and then historical, um, more historical fiction type. Do you have a favorite genre to write or favorite type of book? Uh, No, I I just, I I like to dip my toes in practically everything. I like science fiction. Do Uh, you? Yeah, I, I like to do a little bit of that. But mostly I, um, I just want to develop the characters and try to find, give them a, a, a life that I might want to live or maybe I don't want to live it, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, maybe I can kind of get around the edges. <laughs> Some of it sounds a little bit too dangerous for me. They are Exciting. dangerous. <laughs> exciting and interesting all the time well I'm glad for all of us that um, that you have landed in this space with these exciting books with Eve and with Joe and with Kendra and I hope that uh, you keep thrilling us for many many more to come oh thank you so much and thanks for being on the show with us today oh and I, I envy you, your, your, your little spot on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're ever up in Wyoming, please come visit us on our little spot on the mountains. We'd love to have you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, everybody. So don't forget to head out to the website and see the shows that are coming up next. But before you do that, 
it's The Bullet by Iris Johansson. It's her newest Eve Duncan. And you're definitely going to want to snap this one up as soon as possible. I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.